Hello everyone, my name is Ricardo Lino and I'm a wheel addict. Welcome to episode 51 of the Skate Talks with a Wheel Addict. And today, today we're going to be again with Camel and we have a lot of cool stuff to talk about. What a week. Is it, is it been one or two weeks since we last made a podcast? It was two weeks ago, right, Kamel? Yeah, two weeks ago. We didn't manage last week because you have fallen asleep. <laughs> it is right. Well, let's talk about uh, all the logistics there is to make this. It's right now 10 p.m. for me, 11 p.m. for you. But what did you yeah. have to do before we record this? <laughs> you have to put your kids to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Both of us. And it's, it's, not, it's something that you never know when it's going to happen. And there are some days that you just fall asleep before them. And I remember sending you a message to you. She's almost 10 minutes. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was talking about myself 10 minutes for me. So yeah but you know like uh, if if you were exhausted like we it wouldn't be like a good podcast anyway because you wouldn't uh, be focused I would say so yeah so maybe it was it was for the better uh, yeah and and by the way I am a little bit luckier than you are now because my kid has started to um, go to bed a little bit earlier, about eight thirty oh, uh, p.m. Awesome. So yeah, <laughs> so, so <laughs> I have a little bit more time before. And are your kids with school or they're not in school now? Uh, not right now because there were um, two COVID cases in her preschool, so she's uh, she's uh, at home all day uh, for a week now, and uh, for this week too uh, but it's okay because uh, my wife is not working now like she's obviously employed but she's off work um she's off work now she's, she's on part time leave so she takes care of her and i am by the way i have more flexible work now so it's also manageable i would say like with one kid at least i can imagine that with two it will be much harder to manage <laughs> so yeah it's, yeah it's been a bit of a mission i would say i i don't really know well, basically for anyone listening to this i'm trying to do something which i think is working but i'm not 200 percent sure which is i'm trying right now to make um uh, a live stream for my members on on youtube and I wasn't seeing the thing go up. I think it's good now. So if you're one of the members, well, you have access to these as a video. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Now we're going to be talking about something completely different. We might get into that member stuff later. But did you saw Brian Shima's live stream on Instagram a couple of days ago? I didn't want to talk with you about that before. Did you saw it? Again, please repeat. So <laughs> grand by <laughs> whom? Did you show? Did you saw the the live stream on Instagram by Brian Shima? Uh, the live stream, no, but I have seen the photos, obviously, of this guide 
Um, I haven't seen the live stream because I'm not sitting on the Instagram uh, as much. I have the account, but uh, I'm not spending much time there. Uh, so if you can do a, like a quick recap what he was saying on this Instagram, apart from that he's releasing the, like he's collaborating with Razors to bring back his iconic, iconic skate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess that was it. Like basically the whole thing was around it. It was creating suspense and then he just released the skate. Now I saw a very, very, very good meme from the guys from Wheel Scene right before we were checking, uh, right before we started recording this, that I thought it was interesting. And it's somehow, I know that Razors has been selling a lot of skates, like most of the brands over the last couple of months with the whole COVID situation. They were also sold out in a lot of the models and a lot of <coughs> skates and a lot of the accessories. But someone just posted something like, um, but the guys from Wilson posted a, a, a meme that was like, you know, those emergency little things, little red things that you can break. Mm -hmm. Like if you go, like if there's, in case of a fire, just break or something like that. Or in case of an emergency, just break. Like the emergency button. They posted something like that. Like uh, Razor's eight headquarters. And then... Inside that thing, instead of saying press in case of emergency, it was just like Brian Shima. So it was, the, it, it had like a little hammer and then that. It was quite funny. I thought it was very funny. But to be totally honest with you, yeah. I thought it was, I think it was very, very, very smart from, from Razors to yeah. play that card. It's, it's a, it's a really smart, smart move. And I feel that for Shima also, like, I don't know if he will wants to push it further. Like obviously, he's in no condition to be a pro skater anymore, right? Mm -hmm. But if, for example, he wants to like get back into the skating business, like starting his own brand in the future, for example, like one more time because he had uh, done this two times <laughs> now in the row. Um, I think that it may be like the um, first step to, like, I would say, mark his presence that he's not gone and he's still alive and kicking. Mm -hmm. And, <clears throat> you know, I was always wondering when the accident happened that he landed the trick so badly and busted his heels, right? So it was... It was pretty, a shame. Yeah, I would I would say like it was pretty rough on him, but I always wondered why he like backed off from the skating game as a whole. Oh, like, obviously I... he he couldn't skate anymore. Like, but yeah. why why did, didn't he like try to operate the company for other people to ride the the skates? Just he just quit completely. I have know, a like, couple of thoughts like about that. it. I have a look up. I have a couple of thoughts about this whole thing, and I'm gonna not even go there yet. I'm gonna start by something which was obviously the the smart move that Razors played, not just the pulling the card of of putting putting out a Brian Shima skate, which is obviously as we just both said, very very smart. Some people didn't like it. We're gonna get there too. 
but the way that they announced it through a live stream, it's very 2020, and I think it was very smart. There's other companies in other industries doing it. In inline skating, it's kind of like we're always waiting, especially in 2020. We're always waiting to see how them does it. It's, it's, it's the truth. It's either them or Rose is announcing it in a certain way, but they both now already have the same strategy and now everyone starts doing the same. They post a picture, they post a date and they say, make sure to check our social media accounts on that date. And it, it's not different anymore, you know, and I'm not, it's not me pointing fingers at anyone. It's just stating a fact. And the, them doing uh, them not them i can say them now razors doing it this way is actually in my opinion was actually smart and by doing it on the brian shima account and not on the razors account it's a little bit of what you're saying it's it's also kind of like a a wake-up call for a lot of people because in case someone which I don't think there's a lot of people that didn't know who Brian Shima was. But if there's any new skaters who didn't know who Brian Shima was after this whole thing and after hearing so much about this whole thing going on, they ended up going to his account. I'm pretty sure he got a lot of follow, a new following, you know? Yeah, yeah now, for sure. But yeah, let me, sorry, I let don't me just, think... I do, I, Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but I don't think that in the aggressive game there there is there are there were a lot of people that didn't know who the brand Shima was like what is the average age of the <laughs> of the aggressive Yes <laughs> and no. Yes and no. Especially yes, there's obviously a lot of people who know who Brian Shima was, but there's a lot of people that didn't follow his account because his whole account, especially lately, was all around guitars and stuff like that. So even a lot of the old school skaters that came back into the game now, because there's a lot of people because of 2020 coming back into skating again, they knew, ah, that was this skater, that was Dustin Latimer, Arlo Weisenberg. And a lot of them, they go through their accounts, if they found their accounts, but then they don't see anything related to skating. They don't even follow, you know? Now they go to his account, they see guitars. Two weeks later, they release a pro skate with his name. Everyone started following him again. And I'm not saying that he was the one pushing it to do that way or whatever. They got, I think, in my opinion, was a, a smart decision for multiple facts, for multiple reasons. And with those being like giving him a little bit more power digitally, which is very important in 2020. We are in 2020. It's, it's the year of digital. If you're not digital, like you can be the best skater in the world. This is the year. You can be the best skater in the world. If you're not able to pass it, through either videos or social media accounts, or if you don't have a, a, a friend that is good with a camera that can edit something, man, you're not allowed to skate with a lot of skaters. There's no competitions going on. It's 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 a hard year for a lot of people. But some guys like, and I'm shifting a little bit, some guys like Joe Atkinson, which have been known for, for doing a lot of competitions, he's still making it. He's right now in Mexico, which is crazy. Now, going back to, going back to, to Brian Shima, you were saying that you didn't understand why he didn't try to stay in the industry. You know, I was never, ever in the position where Brian Shima was. But there was a time that I used to get paid a little bit for skating. I wouldn't say that I did skating for a living, but there was a time that was my main, um, how can I say, my main thing in life if that makes sense it still is but in a different way nowadays and we will get there later in this podcast 
But for Brian Shima, a lot of people were expecting him to do better, to film better sections, to keep putting new products and all that. And I'm pretty sure he was under so much pressure in the time that skating wasn't really that profitable. And there was no more other friends with him in the same brand. And I'm not defending on anyone. I, I never really wanted to to put my finger in that story. I, I know basically all of them. And I, I'm still in touch with Jan and whatever happened with him. It's nothing to do with me. I still respect all of those guys. But the truth is, when Shima made his own thing from Nim to SSM, he got in a completely different game because what he used to do with other people, he started at he started to do it alone. If they didn't add the experience because before there were more people doing it, he had to learn how to do it. So he not only had the pressure to film better sections, and better sections at his age, that he was not like a kid anymore. And at the same time, keep bringing new products. I'm pretty sure with limited funds and dealing with skaters that always want more and more and more. Everyone thinks that they are the next Chima. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he was under so much pressure that for him, that was, I wouldn't say the easy way out because it was for sure the hardest way out, but it was somehow a way for him to, if that makes sense, to escape the amount of pressure that he was going through. I'm, I'm sure that no one, no one, had a worse time with all this, with the whole situation than him. But at the end, if he was under all that pressure that I believe that was happening somehow, it, it allowed him to, to somehow had a little break, which seems like that break is over. I'm not saying that he's going to come yeah. back and say, we all know that he's never going to be the same, but I'm pretty sure his love for skating. You would never, ever, ever get as good as he was if you if you weren't completely addicted to it so sometimes you shift away yeah like for for me like uh, i understand maybe why he wanted to keep some distance for from from the skating like he obviously he loves skating and he couldn't do it anymore uh, because of his injuries but at the same time, I couldn't really understand why he completely scrapped the company. Like when he was done with skating, the mm -hmm. SSM was also done. Like and and yeah, and it was his brand, much like the Dem's case is the John John's brand. But you know. He also had uh, people on the team like John Bruno filmed a crazy section for SSM. Like this, uh, like this was honestly one of the better sections I I have ever seen. Um, yeah, and maybe because I love rock and metal music, <laughs> who knows? Mm -hmm. But I dig I dig the guy's style really. Uh, so yeah, so to completely cancel all of this just because he went through a pretty rough patch on his own. Like it was from my perspective, it was a mistake because uh, the brand, especially seeing that 
he was like of this case, right? So he could put more time um, onto the running the brand. Like obviously he needed to attend the physical therapy and uh, and so on, like to get get back in in shape, right? To rehabilitation and and so on. But still, I think that there was some life left in the SSM still, and it could be continued. Yes, but it was like. But that's canceled. maybe maybe if it was still Nim, things would never be the same because it, just think about it. One guy in the hospital, not even knowing if they ever gonna if they're gonna cut his leg and all that. I think business, if if a company is depending only on one person, I don't think his head was in business. At least, man. As much as you love skating, I, I would probably be more concerned about not being able to skate than about my company. And this is maybe me. And as I said, I. I That guy would never get well, to what it was. That guy would never get to what it was again if he wasn't a full-on addicted yeah. to skating guy. It's just. Yeah, I'm sure that he he had his own reasons. Like we were we weren't in his position, so we won't completely understand ever. Uh, so maybe let's switch topic. Like, what do you think about the skate? <laughs> okay now to the skate i i don't know there's a there's a, a instagram account called blade media and they made like a little instagram interview with me like last week which was quite cool it was and i will explain to you why i'm saying this they sent me a couple of questions and then they posted pictures with my text whatever i said and they asked me mm -hmm. what was my favorite skate and i said It's hard for me to say favorite skate because I had a couple of different skates through my skating time that were my favorites. And I said three of them. I said three skates. One of them was was the Rams, the first Remedies. Not the Rams, it was the Remedies. Yeah. The second one was the Shima 2. And this, I think the skate that came out was more of a Shima 2 than a Shima 1. I know why they used the Shima 1, in my opinion, because they wanted to have that style of liner that they had with with the Shima ones. But the Shima ones was a non-UFS skate. The Shima 2 yeah. was the first UFS skate from Razors, if I'm not mistaken, to come with the ground control frames and all that. So, yeah. It's uh, this is mo this is more like a Shima 1.5 if that makes sense. It's it's in the middle, you know. It's it's what it is. Like it has a a liner that wants to be like the Shima one, but it's not tall enough, so you can't yeah. read the whole text, which is a massive mistake. If you want to make the Shima one, you need to show that text. So that part, yeah, you might need you might be able to put a couple of shock absorbers and stuff and just made it higher, but then yeah, like so. I, I wanted to uh, speak about this because, like, the what's really makes the Shima One skate for me, like, I I never had it because it was way beyond I got, got into skating properly even. Um, but you know, like, looking at the pictures and once I saw them in person, but a really small size. So I couldn't even put them on my feet. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So what makes this skate are the little details, like 
the letters being uh, above the above the cuff and uh, also the liner tongue. That's, that's like a big detail. <laughs> yeah, like the the yeah the liner tongue is also uh, a very have a very nice finish with uh, like the uh, white uh, outline I would say and the razor's logo and also even the buckle like this is a very minor detail but uh, you can see that the on the old one the lever of the buckle is um, black while the strap is white yes and, uh, on this new and version no, no. and you, you know what all... it wasn't white that's the thing on the yeah, first one it was, it was gray cream no no it was gray. gray it was light gray and the new yeah. one they made white so that's why i said this for me was more of a if they would have put just look into the skate right now go just google it and imagine this exact same skate with um, a white cuff and look for Shima 2. If you Google Shima 2, yeah. and if you look at yeah, this game, it is more of, it is com- it is much more of a, a Shima 2 than the Shima 1. Anyway, what was funny about this skate coming out was <coughs> that once again, there was some people that weren't very happy about it. <laughs> Yeah, and you but know, like we spoke about it before. I, we spoke about that yeah, before. I, I saw, I saw the comments that uh, oh, this is one, uh, once once again people riding on the nostalgia train, and you know, like uh, in, instead of innovating and making new products, they release old products once again, and it's the same thing over and over. Yeah, like, but you know, for me. Uh, currently, when it comes to skates, there's a place for everything, for innovation, but also for a throwback skate like Shima One re- release. Like, if uh, someone wants to get this skate, like, why not? Like, but know, I, I wasn't even talking about that. It? That was not even the reason why I was saying that. The reason why I was saying that some people weren't happy was more about giving a skate to Shima. Yes full on legend like oh. we said and not giving pro skates to to their pro skaters because they have a couple of pro skaters the last and then the last pro skater that got a skate was Derek Anderson before that mm-hmm. was I think yeah. if I'm not mistaken was Kirill Galushko last year and it's been like before that might have been like sneaky so it's been like when they used to put on a pro skate every four months, now they're putting like one pro skate a year, but they have a, a pro skater's theme of, I don't know, maybe like five or ten skaters. I, I, I don't really know. So that's why some people weren't happy. Like one thing, th- there's a couple of guys that are amazing. I was actually expecting a, um, a Jeff Howard pro skate to come out soon because I've seen some some dark not not some like army green skate and i was expecting that army green skate to come out from jeff howard i I haven't seen that yet today they announced the graphite the graphite have you seen that one Mm -hmm. like the cult graphite 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 i don't even know how to say it please someone tell me how you say it and then i was also expecting a european pro skate dominic bruce where is his skate is i actually I think I think I even made a post on Facebook saying like 
he has everything everything to be one of the top pros at the moment he's still young but he, he already won everything like not everything but like most of the he won the winter clash in juniors he won the winter clash in amateurs and in pro he could have won already everyone knows who dominic bruce is he's, um, he has an amazing he has an amazing skill level But not just that, he skates differently from everyone. If I was someone in charge of an aggressive skating brand, this would be the guy that I would want to because he moves differently from everyone. He's noticeable, you know, it's like he's not just another one doing the same tricks as everyone else. He's the kid, like there's 10 guys at the park, there's 100 guys at the park, he's the one skating differently. And that's the person that I would want to give a pro skate. And then, other than that, he knows how to speak with everyone. Everyone loves Dominic Bruce. Which maybe sometimes, I don't know, maybe sometimes rude skaters sell more because people like it. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, know. but, you know, you, you also have to consider, like, I, I don't think that it is fair game to, like, compare this release of the skate to, like, Razor's releasing a proper pro model. For For starters, let's be clear here, like, Yeah, it's true that Razors have put out uh, like two or three, even sometimes even three pro models a year. But also, there's a truth that half of those was probably the Brian Aragon <laughs> skates. So, so yeah. So we're I will get like, to I will get to Brian crazy. Aragon in a second. I will get to Brian Aragon yeah. in a second. But what I'm trying to say, I'm I'm not saying this is this is where I think we agree. We both agree with it. I don't even think. Brian Shima right now should offend anyone. You know, like yeah. the, the skate, because Brian Shima is, is not just a pro, he's, a, he's more than that, he's a brand. And he's just like something way bigger than any pro skater at the moment. There is, I don't think there's any skater at the moment yeah, like that would sell as, as many skates as he, even if, even if, Alex Brosco moves to razors and they make an Alex Brosco razor skate, it wouldn't sell as much as the Shima skate. It just wouldn't. So it's smart from razors. But at the same time, I also understand there's like skaters that are amazing that feel like, yeah, I would also love to have a pro skate. So that's where the thing, I also understand this side. So I don't really know where to be. I know that there's a lot of team skaters coming out. So maybe they just don't have a pro team. Yeah, but you know, Like, let's look at this from another angle. Like, this is a cult skate, right? So this is the cheapest one that the Razors are making. And uh, they are making this, like, kind of a tribute release. And for a, like, full-blown uh, pro model for uh, someone else, they would probably See? want to give them the SL skate or the... Um, That's where we don't agree. Uh, Yeah, <laughs> you know why? Or <laughs> Because most of the the pro Shoot. skaters for razors at the moment would prefer to have a pro model on the cult. I think most of the pro skaters would prefer to have a pro pro model of the cult because they all love the skate. They all like most of them. I I know that <laughs> man. Some of the skaters that used yeah, to be like on the, the some of the skaters that used to be on the pro team, I'm not going to put names in here. Some of the skaters that used to be on the pro team that left the pro team 
they left because they've been told that they would never be a pro skate on the like a cult pro skate, you know? So I don't know, like and then because it's a more affordable skate, maybe it's a little bit more margin to give as like more royalties to the skater. I I like the Shima is as you said, the Shima skate is a yes, I know that he has a new line and all that, but it, it's a cult skate that usually it's sold complete for 160 and if i'm not mistaken this is being sold for almost 300 yep so so but you know like i know that pro skaters may want to have the cult pro model but still like it's not a priority for razors because you know if you have like four different booths in your uh, lineup and you are taking the cheapest ones <laughs> and making a pro model out of that, like it basically makes the rest pointless, right? Uh, the SLs, the shifts, the, the Genesis even, like I don't think that they would even agree to um, give the Genesis pro model to, to anyone right now, given that they have the SL and, uh, and uh, a shift. But I, but I would say that maybe the the SL would be a, the the Genesis could actually be a good skate for some of the skaters. Maybe if you have like a, a more like hip hop skater, most of the hip hop skaters really like that skate, and maybe they could do something with that Genesis skate for like a skater more like in that style. Now, as I told you before, and most of the people listening to this already know. <laughs> I'm doing a, a live stream at the same time. And while I'm doing the live stream for the members, one of the members, which is Eri from from Holland, he said something which is basically what we were saying, which is very important. If you look at brands in skateboarding like Vans, they have they created like somehow sub-brands inside Vans, something like the Alf Cab and stuff like that. They're already established brands inside the brand, you know? And that's basically... W- I think that's somehow what Shima is trying to do, what Razor is trying to do with Shima, which, yeah, it's it's not, a, the half cab is not a, people don't even see it as a pro model from Steve Caballero anymore. You know, it's already yep. part of the lineup from, from, from Vans and every year they have new models and stuff like that. And it makes sense, in my opinion, that makes total sense. So yeah, I don't. I, I really think that it's a very well deserved, like a homage to to one of the best skaters of all time. And yeah, I also think that some other skaters. <laughs> it's not that I think. Obviously, there's limited budgets and all that stuff, but there are other skaters that would really deserve to have a pro skate. Now, talking about pro skaters and pro models, because you were talking about Aragon. I remember uh, a couple of years ago, I don't know if I ever spoke about that here, but well, that was the time that I, I used to ride a lot more bikes than I was actually skating. My feet wasn't in the right... My feet weren't that good, which they're still not that good, but for me, there was only one way of skating, which was just like try the biggest handrail, the biggest drop rail or something like that, or that wasn't skating if I wouldn't try something like that. And that was really not working out for me. So during that those times, I somehow started riding fixed gear bikes, first just to move mm-hmm. around from place to place, and I ended up getting good at it, to the point that I was <laughs> getting more hurt on that than on, on skates. But during these times, 
um, Andy from, from Sunshine, from Razors, was in contact with me because he had a couple of brands that he was supporting me back then. He had like a, a scooter shoe brand called Elitz that he, want, he wanted to bring that brand into the bike scene. So he was doing some stuff with me. And we even had a couple of meetings to start a Pegs brand. And that Pegs brand would be for for bicycles, for scooters, for everything that could use Pegs. That would be a brand just making Pegs. So we had a couple of meetings. I made a couple of designs and all that. We got the first samples. We never really got the right supplier, so it ended up there. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I'm talking about this is during one of these meetings, I flew to California and I stayed with Andy. And while I was with Andy, I went to the warehouse and to show me around everything. And I remember back then, he was one of the first guys to tell me that they should release the big wheel skate because that's where he could actually make some money that could help the whole razors thing. And that was way before they came out with the three wheel skate or with the, the ground control 80 millimeters frame. They never really released that skate that I thought they would. But at the, during the same time, he also told me about the, the Brian Nergan skates and it wouldn't make, I remember he telling, he was telling me that the skates from Brian Nergan, just like previously the Brian Shima skates, sold so much more, just so much more than any other pro skate that it wouldn't be a smart business move to put other skates with other name that they knew wouldn't work. It's kind of like if you have a shop, you have white glasses, black glasses, and green glasses. You know that the black glasses is going to sell. But you're going to need to sell the green because... If you don't sell the green, the ones that like the green will not be happy. So every now and then he would mm-hmm. put a green, every now and then he would put the white, but he knew that the black ones would sold. So as a businessman, he runs a business, he, he has a couple of skaters that back then he was, I know that back then he was paying them like a salary and all that. He needs to make the smart business move. So it must, it must be hard to be in that position. Maybe one day I will find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so, so they had like six Brian Aragon Pro models uh, at Razors. The first one was Genesis, and then it was five SLs. I had I like, had the first one. I loved it. The great, the dark gray yeah. ones. I really loved them. And then I have I had the Brian Aragon twos too. The which was the SL skate. And then I had the fives, so I had the one, the two, and the fives. And they had the they had they had six or sevens, six. You said six, yeah. Like, so Shim like, is winning, is was, that it? <laughs> <laughs> I think yes. Like and and here's the thing: like the brands, not only Razors, but uh, previously Valo was was also the thing. Like uh, I don't even know how many uh, JJ skates uh, were released under Valve, but I know that it was over four for sure. And uh, even Rollerblade doing the same with uh, Rob Guerrero, a pro skates, like they, made they three. gave him three, three, yeah, like three pro models. And I think that the only pro model that was not of Rob was uh, this fan skate. Uh, but at the time, they uh, also had other amaz- amazing skaters on the team. 
Uh, and even like Murray Munoz was uh, skating for the rollerblade at the time and like yeah, but they made uh, other track. skates. They made the Brosco. They yeah. made they made the Frankie Morales previously. Yeah, like, but this was this was way back. You know, like you are you are uh, talking about the time period before there was this yeah. like yeah yeah. It was like five. Years, it was like five years shit, before. Yeah. It was like when yeah, they were very they, when they were very hip hop. They had a huge brand, a huge team. Yeah, uh, but. Who do you think he had the most pro models? Because John Julio, he had, he never had the Razor's pro model, uh, Roses, but he did add like some thrones. She, he had a couple of, of USDs, yeah. huh? He had, I think, yeah. the first two thrones. Then he had the Cyrus, like two models of Cyrus. And then he had another throne again, so five from USD. And then the Valos. So that's, you said, at least four. So that's around yeah. nine. He never had a Julio dam, right? There was never the dam Julio, like the real. I think that no, there was never a pro model. The first pro model was no, that was it was Sean Darst. Yeah, I think I think that uh, that there there could be more than for JJ skates for for Velo for sure. He had like uh, two um, JJ lights with the carbon shell. And before that, uh, there were for sure at least two, but I think that there could be more. So uh, most likely, uh, John is the <laughs> single pro skater that had no. the most no, no, pro no. models Shima in the history, is, I think. Shima still is, because Shima had, Shima had the bomb that was a very limited USD. And then he had the Cyrus, so two. Then yep. he went to Razors, he had Shima 1, Shima 2, Shima 3, Shima 3 White, Shima 4, Shima 6, so we're already on 8, and then he had the, the NIMS, and then the SSMs, he had more than 10. So he had more than 10. I think Shima is winning. <laughs> more than Chris Edwards. Chris Edwards should be the winner. Is is anyone keeping count of this? Like, <laughs> is there is there a, like a list of uh, all the pro models for a given pro skater? That well, Ari Ari is still watching the live stream, the members only live stream, and usually he knows all this stuff. So let's see, Ari, there's homework for you. Please help us. Who's the single pro skater that? Had the most pro model skates, or if anyone is watching this, if anyone listening to this knows, please send us a message. Uh, we're both very interested. Now, shifting to something completely different, should we? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you haven't seen you haven't seen the new edit from Gods. You know, uh, back when we start talking i have uh, launched it and like i went to the one minute 25 seconds and so far there has been little skating in it like <laughs> yeah the beginning <laughs> the just... beginning is a little bit like a video clip but it's yeah it's something that there is something that i like about <laughs> gods to start with i know that some people don't but i do like the skate a lot it's it's like the usd carbon free i used to love the richie arthur skate <laughs> It's the because truth. It is. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know what? It has. A, they they change some stuff on the plastic, because the the carbon freeze after some time they started 
at least they used to twist a bit to the side and with the with the gods i didn't felt that so yeah and uh, also it uses the different cuff and uh, funny thing is that this cuff actually came from the uh, hardcore evo skate yes i know like it was first developed for the hardcore evo skate so this is much stiffer from the freestyle skate yeah and it's a much stiffer much stiffer Yes, and other than that, that the thing is, even the leathers, they're very—I don't know if you can use this word—but very robust. They they last. The le- the yeah. leathers on the Richie also last a lot, but the leathers on and the gods they last and they keep the shape of. They probably help keeping the shape of the skate in a certain way. And the skate is overall, I I think that it's a little bit more puffy, I would say, mm. than uh, the carbon free. Like at least it's seems yes, like it, it is. It's more. It's it, it's like a it's like a Nike shoe. We both know it. Like everyone watching, listening to this yeah. knows it. But but you know the yeah. the latest ones look a little bit like Rams. <laughs> so, yes, so but yeah, but why do they look like Rams? Because they're both trying to reproduce yeah. the exact same skate and. If you look for There's Frankie the Morales, they made, the ex- they made the exact same skate with carbon. Look for the FM3 from USD. USD FM3. Yep. It looks the exact same as the... Not the exact same, but like very, very similar to the... Yeah, like... Yeah, it's, it's, it, that was a carbon skate with the same... It's, it's Frankie's style, and I think that's actually cool. Because, you know, this is something that we never do, or we never see in skating, but it's like... I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there they have a favorite shoe that goes with them for life, you know? Like, it's their favorite shoe. So why do you need to change your favorite shoe every now and then if you can just keep on doing small adjustments on it to make it the way that you want? And this is something that they actually did with this skate. I don't know if you realized. They changed something very, very minor compared to the Michel Prado. And there they had a little... A lace loop or lace insert mm-hmm. in, in like around the 45 degree strap area that allows you to pull the skate differently with the laces. So it's a, a minor change. And what's, what I was about to say in the beginning of this conversation about gods is that one of the things that I enjoy is that, yeah, they do not release a lot of pro skates per year but now it looks like they're doing something right when they they get the whole team not the whole team the american guys because they didn't get the european ones they get the Amer- all the guys in the team in america even in the middle of a pandemic they fly to miami or they go to miami and they do something and yes as gangster as it is it's the style of the brand and i like that they're one of those brands that Keeps it real somehow, and you you even saw that with one of your one of your local pro skaters with Tomek. When Tomek yeah. started skating for Gods, which is back on USD now, when he started skating for Gods, you felt like I don't know if he all if he ever had like any um, indications to go that way. But it became way more gangster when he's skating, if that makes sense. Like the way that he was dressing, the type of tricks he was doing, it was a lot more. Yeah, it's. I don't yeah, know any other word. Image. Yeah, yeah. It's, I like that. I like that. I know that you said you, you like know, a lot more rock and roll, but I like that they have a, 
a certain image for the brand. It makes sense. You know, I I don't uh, really mean the hip hop style on, or or gangsta. Even you know, when I was teenage teenager through this, I was listening to uh, like gangster rap as much as I was. Uh, yeah, I can uh, see it in your eyes. I can see rap, it. <laughs> but, but you know, like it was it was like the old school like the nwa guys like you know the tupac shakur and uh, you yeah, know it's not like the new school hip hop that looks it's, like they're in slow mo not the, not the, <laughs> it's not the new school the bling bling guys i would say <laughs> but you know like I, i i don't mind the style but what rubs me wrong uh with not with the gods in general but with the trend of ripping off some others people ideas like and this this goes to the power slide because the gods is basically a power slide brand also but power slide has been doing that in the past like all of those boots were based on the jordan skates like mm-hmm. so yeah like they never had a problem that's why those, they keep doing it yeah They never had like, yeah. you know, if yeah, that I ever know. comes to the attention of, uh, if if they ever if they yeah, ever but... ever want to put the effort into it because they, they they look at they look at that like that's just a small fish in the ocean, small fish yeah, in the sea. They don't right, even care. Still, still like they they because because of that they do not have the issues, but it kind of rubs me wrong because someone has like put time to design this these shoes like to came up with those designs and like other guys instead of creating something on their own like they're hey, like, yeah let's copy that sneaker like, but right, but i can't tell you why but it does, that's, there's like let's talk about marketing now it's very basic you look at the trends and you you will see the sneaker trend going up like crazy with yep. frankie morales being like one of those guys that loves sneakers. So it's it's maybe not the same for everyone, but I'm pretty sure that some people will have a different opinion from you. So it's like, yes, no one will... Sure. I think everyone can clearly see the, um, the skate is based on it, just like the Rams in 98 were based on the exact same shoe. Now, something that you said there, you said Power Slide is owned or partly owned or i don't even know what to say here uh, no uh, gods is partly owned by power yeah. slide or owned by power slide I, i don't know how to say it but obviously you can see that um whatever is done with gods or for gods even in even if they try to somehow keep the same style Like when Tomic was skating for them, or even with Michelle Prado, he's skating the skates. They try to somehow keep the same style, but you can clearly see what it's American gods and European gods, if that makes sense to you. Even, yeah. even the clothes, like gods in America, they, uh, like Frankie Morales, have his own clothing brand, which. There's nothing of that selling in Europe because that's nothing to do with power slide. It kind of it kind of feels a bit of what ground control 
around 2010-2011 ad. I don't know if you if you are aware of it, but there was a time that ground control ad Sunshine producing all the hardware. Not all the hardware, yeah, skate hardware. Then they had Rattail producing like the soft goods, clothing and stuff like that for ground control. And then you still had the European distributors. I don't know which was BMAG back then. I don't know if they were paying for a license to use the name ground control or not, but they were producing some stuff which was exclusive for Europe, like the ground control shoes, as an example. I don't know if you remember those around 2010, 2011. They had black and they had purple ones. But those were ground control shoes and they were exclusive. I think they were selling exclusively in Europe through the European distribution. So I don't know. I don't know if God is just... I don't know who really owns the most part of gods it's it's a weird one no. as a as a as a skate i'm pretty sure it's sparse light that invest in it you know if, let's say like maybe frankie is just running the brand uh, like like a brand manager and you know the main guy but because obviously he doesn't have a capacity to make the skates and because he has connections to the uh, power slide and he has been connected to them for so long now, he make, made a deal with them to like outsource the production, to make the gods like part of the lineup because the gods is also um, is included in the power slide catalogs, for example. Uh, but still like run it have more independence from it like it in the end it doesn't matter that much it's clearly his thing but um i i have stated that it is part of the power slide because obviously uh power slide still holds some power over it like um, you know i'm pretty sure that they um they wouldn't agree, for example, for Frankie to uh, deal with any other companion making boots, uh, right? Right under under the God's brand, like cannot go to, for example, Seba and make the uh, boot with Seba under the God's brand. I'm sure that this is not possible. It's, it's kind of like with uh, with John and Valo and Roaches in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, a sub-brand, kind of like a sub-brand. Yeah. That's what, what I also wanted to say uh, when it comes to the, like, skates being copies of the uh, sneakers, uh, maybe it rubs me wrong because I am a creative type and I hate when people, like, try to rip off my work and, and I don't really want to, like, copy others' work, you know? Like, this is... <laughs> This is, I don't see this as, as a fair game. And, you know, I have watched this uh, edit the end and um, now I get a little bit of a mixed message because it, when the ghost started, like apart from the gangsta image, like uh, they put the crosses everywhere. Like I have the God socks with the upside down crosses, which are very cool. By the way, do you have those socks also? Yeah. 
I have a couple of them and I always listen to the same. And you know, <laughs> man, like, like, but why those socks are so tight? Like I got my size and they are so fucking tight. I, <laughs> I had to. I actually like them. Prob problem. Yeah. But after a while they like stretch out, but you know, after every wash, uh, they still, uh, they came together and like, when you are putting them on like they are squeezing your <laughs> like so hard. Yeah, but they yeah. were cool. Every time that I I used to use them, especially in South Africa, there's a lot of religious people. Dude. And even at the shop in South Africa, we heard <laughs> like there was a couple of times that there was a time that we had so many socks. We bought a lot of socks that we were giving a pair of socks with each person that would buy a pair of skates. So there was a time that some people were just like, ah, it's okay, I passed. <laughs> 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 <People> were... <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I was talking about that because at the end of the video, like the uh, there is the ghost logo, but it's like in a completely different style, like in kind of imitating the kanji writing. Uh, or Japanese writing mm -hmm. because kanji is Chinese and like very clearly like the Asian style I would say like I uh, I think that they may want to go to the Wutan clan direction <laughs> here okay. with this but you know it's funny because like uh, on the left side of, of the video now uh, I see the bubble with the old logo, like which is with the cross. And then in the middle, I can see the new style logo. And, you know, like I can tell you this why is, this is something that I call like incoherent branding. Yes. Unless they want to phase out the old logo and replace it with the new one completely, like it doesn't make sense to. But like, why do you think that is? I don't know. Maybe they want to appeal to the Christians. <laughs> no, but maybe think about it. Look at the name of the editor. It's a completely different editor from most of the videos that you've seen you used to see you used to see eric rodriguez do a lot of it you used to see that ulysses um the guy that, from yes the guy that made um, <coughs> he made an amazing work which i wasn't expecting to be like that because i would never expect after so him doing the videos with frankie morales which i actually really enjoyed but i wouldn't expect to see him doing such a good job with billy o'neill which is a completely different style of skating and he, he was filmed by ulysses prom and now this one was made by i think it's the angelo or i think that's his name or angelo or angel angel i don't, I don't really know how is this let me check i want to just confirm before i say anything wrong gods miami read this fast <laughs> promise you this was done the video was done by sam the angelis i got a, a couple yeah. of clips of him when i was at the blading cup last year he's like a he, he lives close to new york and he's like a, a video producer he's been doing like a lot of yeah, but like he videos. shot the video. Yeah. He shot the video and like Yuris has edited it. So, you know, 
we can argue which one is the more important to the for the end result but from my perspective like um editor have more influence on how the video feel right yeah <laughs> yeah it is the truth yeah but maybe like as you said maybe it's just like a, a branding shift i see what you mean like the the new gods logo Okay, I see exactly what you mean. So basically the thumbnail as a New Gods logo, but the New Gods logo hasn't been updated on the YouTube um, account. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's sometimes... Yeah, it's, uh, I kind of, if if they will replace the, the old logo with that one, I I will kind of miss the... Uh, the one with the cross simply because uh, like having these socks and uh, a hat with the uh, reverse cross was so fucking cool. <laughs> like... Yes. I, they might do something cool too because Frankie on this type of stuff is Frankie is into something man, when it comes to this style of dressing, skating or of living if you can say it it's been his thing since forever you know like there's a lot of people that you see shifting somehow styles along the way with me being one of those i just go with the wind sometimes i feel like wearing frog pants the next day i feel like using whatever i don't use tight pants nowadays but that was my time and you see other guys like you you see a good example of that which is someone that most of the people love is style like sean kelso sean kelso was always like a bit Not a bit. He was always like a hip-hop guy, but he went from like very tight pants to very narrow pants, but to whatever. Frankie had his times with tight pants, but he was always super hip-hop, like in a different style of hip-hop, more like in a... I need to use the same word again, more like in a gangster way, if that makes sense. While Sean Kelso always went like the clean cut, but different, I don't know. No. What what always amazed amazed me in the aggressive community is the ongoing discussion about pants. Oh my god! <laughs> like, <laughs> like people people put so much pressure on what kind of pants they wear, and you know the funny thing is like um, I'm gonna a make a new video. You gave me an skaters. idea. You gave me an idea to make a new video called No Pants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. You know, we, there's a group of the aggressive skate skaters here in Poland, and they have uh, opened a website which is called Proper Pants. Oh my god! <laughs> like, and what's the proper pants? They, Did they came to yeah, a conclusion? So, I don't think so, because uh, every interview they do with the skaters, they ask them what type of pants they wear when when skating. So, oh my god! <laughs> this is I, use frog pants. I use frog pants. I use frog pants. <laughs> okay we've been doing it for almost an hour last theme before we wrap it up anything is there anything that you would like to speak about so maybe we will finally talk about the clubs or do you want to postpone it for so, so now let's let's talk about the clubs on another time but this is kind of like we were talking about the clubs the gods club you need to be in the gods club to be part of the gods team probably that's what tomic never really was yeah but it may be like 
there there may, may be a different more like psychological reason why people uh, want to blend in to the group like because this is one of the most uh, successful mechanisms of survival i would say in in the nature not only for people but for other animals copying others behavior mm -hmm. is something that gives them the like the ability to thrive uh, so I will, will I will go off the rails for <laughs> for a while now and <laughs> we'll talk about the monkeys you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, so I so I watched a video documentary about uh, a group of monkeys that were stranded on the island and uh, for some reason there was a shortage of food and uh, mm -hmm. the uh, the researchers wanted to help them, so they dumped the sweet potatoes on uh, on the beach, right? Mm -hmm. So there was, at the beginning, the monkeys were simply eating the um, potatoes as they were. Uh, there was one monkey, let's call him the Einstein monkey, because it was the smartest of the lot, that took those potatoes and um, washed them in water in the salt water, the sea salt water, but not only washed it, washed them. After every bite, this one monkey has dipped the potatoes in the seawater, using it like kind of a seasoning, you know? So basically it was a rudimentary form of cooking, like making a salad, uh, because the potatoes obviously tasted better with the salt water. And you know, like other monkeys had no means of knowing that you know for starters if you will wash the potato it will uh, be better because it won't have a dirt and sand on it and they they have no means of of knowing that if you will dip the potato in the water in the salt water it will taste better but they started to copy the behavior anyway why because they the they knew that if this one guy is doing that, he must be doing something right. <laughs> and, okay. and like I, they wanted to copy it. And uh, uh, within a few weeks, like every monkey on the island was doing the same, right? And researchers even like dumped the potatoes in the middle of the island and the monkeys were taking those to the sea to do the same right and this is the same with every other animal not only the like primates but also this happens even in the sharks like there there is a place on earth when where the sharks are hunting by like going very very deep and then surfacing and breaching the water like have you ever seen the videos of sharks yes, jumping yes yeah. yes yeah so so they do it only in one place in um, on Earth, and nobody really knows why. <laughs> like, like one, most likely one shark started doing this, and others started copying that. He started telling the other ones, hey, "It's so cool," and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, this is how it works. Like, uh, if something is um, giving you like more success, I would say like. Um, the That's exactly. I'm going to translate that into skating. 
and that would be obviously damn skates. It's basically what it is. It's people, a lot of people didn't even knew the skate already and they were already talking shit about other brands, including Rossi's or including power sli- any power slide brand like USD, Shadow, whatever. But now, because we're not going to de- dip too much into this clubbing, I'm just going to wrap it in a certain way. And that is, that's why I give so much respect to Brian Shima. Because... <laughs> After all this thing, all the pros, every single pro that comes back into skating, what skate does he use? I want to support my friend, John. Oh, wow. What did Shima did? Yeah. And, you know, uh, it, it's also, I, if I recall correctly, when uh, the Nymph uh, brand has started, and there was a question why they used the, the card shell as the base of the skate uh, he said that this was the boots they have all skated in the past and they all loved it so why it change was it no brainer to yeah. yeah it was no brainer to go for it like even it was different because it had skin and a different sole plate of course like, but it was fitting the same so like i would say that shima is sticking to his guns <laughs> right <laughs> so he knows what he's doing Yes, in, sure. he experienced a lot of things just like John did, and I think it's cool. And for 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 Razors, once again, they just played the right card in the right timing, so awesome. I'm happy for everyone. I just hope some of the skaters that might not be as happy that ever have the possibility to have the pro skate. If they didn't, well, there's a lot to be worked still. And yeah. personal branding is a thing. And that could also be another a whole new podcast, like because the personal branding is a very important thing. Because whenever a brand is investing in someone, they are investing in that one person because they they want return. It's just the way it is. You don't invest on something if you don't want return. So if a skater is not getting paid enough by a brand, it's not because they're trying to put money on the pocket. From that scale, it's because they're not being profitable enough. Now, if you know there's a lot of money coming and they're just pocketing, I think we are so small at the moment, or we're so, we're such a small industry. If something like that happens, there we, there will be for sure people pointing fingers right away. But just don't point fingers yeah. without knowing, you know, because we're way too small for so much aid. <laughs> I think that yeah exactly like I I don't think that anyone is making like billions of dollars on skating anyway <laughs> so like but I can know. tell you but I can tell you that could be a lot of skaters that could be a lot of skaters that could be doing a lot more money have you ever heard about OnlyFans you know what that is yeah, I know what that is, but uh, please don't tell me that you want. No, 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 no. It's nothing to do with that. No, no. This <laughs> is a, this is a this is a completely different thing. Uh, this is a this is an example. Just like the patronies, yep. just like there's a lot of different things. But this is whoever has a following. There's a million different ways to monetize that, and what a lot of the pro skaters don't understand is. 
they don't need to rely on a brand to pay them to survive. They can have a much more comfortable life if they rely on themselves by building their own brand and getting paid by their own stuff. Like a VOD is a good example, but it's like someone starting a VOD and now it's just like VODs. If you don't do a VOD, you're not... Man, a VOD is a way to do it. If you're making a VOD, if you're a pro skater, record the whole process of doing it, release it in a platform, and that whole process is being... Uh, it doesn't need to, obviously member only it's an example but it could be on a Patreon it could be in a lot of different ways to give limited access to some people and monetize that uh, and there's a lot of different ways and yes none of the uh, the skaters want to focus on the skating I fully understand but again this is 2020 if you want to focus on your skating don't expect someone to pay you if Whatever you're doing, it's not profitable for them. Now, if the opposite is happening, if they're making a lot of money out of you, then you're being here on the right in the wrong place. Yeah, you know what what puzzles me a little bit is that, um, like, I think that the only instance of uh, skaters using the uh, platforms like a Kickstarter to develop a products was create original with the CRS frames. But I don't think I have ever seen anyone trying to uh, crowdfund why? Like, um, a we, skate. Why do you think that happened? That that happened different way in a different way, which is what John Hulu is making and very smartly. Yeah, like John do it, did it differently. So basically, the Kickstarter or the crowdfunding campaign done by by Create Originals, they were very unlucky. And they were very unlucky and a lot of people didn't understand the impact that that could have had for our industry. Because the thing is, if that thing would have been successful, it could have been the beginning of something. It could have helped a lot of small brands or people with good ideas. But because that thing went horribly wrong due to the manufacturing problems, yeah. it kind of killed the brand. It, it not just killed crowdfunding, it also killed the brand. It's very, it's, that's the thing. It's very, very risky to do a crowdfunding campaign without really knowing if the product is going to work or not. So John yeah, has an amazing know, community and he's been doing it amazingly. But I think that it's uh, like had more to do like with how the create business was run uh, with the like external suppliers uh, rather than uh, with the platform itself, like they yes. were simply unlucky. But uh, on a side note, if someone listening to to it does not know yet, uh, it seems that the create originals are back uh, and uh, made yeah, in America. Yeah, may, they will now make uh, the the frames in the Amer America, and uh, the first release will be the Hoops Pro model. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> um, Hoops Pro model. I know, but do you know? No, I don't know. The mantra is it? The mantra, yeah. The mantra will have the um, the pro model of the frame, and uh, it, it's funny because um, mantra uh, has taken a note to the a Chinese um, Chinese book, uh, the journey journey to the west, and he named the frame 
King Monkey, like the uh, after after the character from that books, like this this is very old le uh, Chinese legend, and some people on the uh, internet uh, when they learned about the name of the frame, they said that this is offensive. <laughs> so, really? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. I, like, I, I, I don't, I don't know the, enough about it. I might need to look into yeah, it. I might need yeah, to look, look yeah, into it. I didn't is, know about it. That this is this is racist thing to uh, name uh, a frame uh, for a black skater uh, a king monkey, right? But this is even Montre said that this I'm is pretty sure, Yeah, it's his choice. Not. It's nothing related <laughs> yeah, that's, with that. It's his choice, and, yeah. and this is related to the character from the book. And you know, if someone has not written, uh, has not read this book, like uh, it is a really, really good story. So I highly recommend this. And this is one of the probably most important book in the history of humankind ever. Like the classic literature. Uh, one of the four most important Chinese books ever. <laughs> so <laughs> go and read it, <laughs> I would say. Okay. that's. I, I didn't know about it. I, I've learned something today. I do know that the frames are done at the same factory. <laughs> and that's the type of shit that I know. I know that the frames are made at the same factory as the wish frames. That's something that yep. I've heard before. But I do not know if Billy O'Neill is still related to the brand. It doesn't seem like it. But I know that first were three guys, Bob Lewis, uh, Yakin Jimud, I think that was it, Yakin Jimud, and um, Billy O'Neill, but I don't think he's related to the brand anymore. But again, the reason why we're talking about this is because crowdfunding. Now, last year, also, John, um, Joe Atkinson <coughs> made a crowdfunding campaign, which a lot of people complain about. But... I think we really need to be a little bit more open to stuff happening like that. Again, that OnlyFans is, is a, it's a concept. And I'm not saying that yeah. it's been used for a lot of people for a lot of different things, but it's just like Patreon. It's just like a VOD. A VOD has a lot of different stuff. There's a lot of different ways for people to monetize their image And I keep saying the same, we should not 100%, we should like no one, a pro skater or anyone should not 100% rely on one brand only. We never know, we never know we when never. the end of the year, when we never know when they make the cuts and they tell you you're one of the cuts. So if you're getting, if you're not enough with the small payment you're getting, you might get even less. <laughs> Yeah, I think that someone should start a Kickstarter to make a better salt place for the cults. <laughs> I would because the current ones look so horrible. Like there is, the the way they are done, like looks so fucking cheap. Like the, one of the worst looking salt places in the industry. Like or bendy and yeah, it's just not looking good. You know, like back in the day. Back in the day, it looked a little bit better, but now it does not. So they like if razors won't change it, like I think that someone should do it, <laughs> really, or even 3D print. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, version. but you know what's the problem? Something that What? Harry said right now 
because as again, Ari is on is is listening to this in live, and he was saying when Joe made his when Joe made his crowdfunding campaign, most of the people that were making fun of the whole thing were the pros, meaning like stuff like that, like you have you want to make a you want to make a new soul plate and all that. People really need to shift their mind. And if the top ones, if the more influential ones don't shift their way of thinking, the little ones will never do, you know? So that's maybe what we need. We need like a top pro, like, like yes, John Julio did it, but we need more people to do it and to maybe try to try to crowdfund whatever. And stuff like Joe did last year, it's important. Imagine a lot of people out there would be able to do a lot of things if they had access to funds. There's a lot of different ways to, to fund something. Crowdfunding, crowdfunding is one of them. Some people don't feel right because they don't give back anything or at least they don't know if they're going to be able to give it back right away. But content is very valuable if you're one of the best out there. Whatever you're doing, it's very valuable for a lot of people. So... I guess that is it. <laughs> yeah. We are done for today. Anything else? Are we good? <laughs> yeah. I, what What can I say? I think that uh, I would like to give a shout out to people still listening to this. <laughs> like, uh, two guys randomly talking about some skating related stuff uh, if any one of you have some topic that you want us to speak about uh, go ahead and contact ricardo and uh, yeah uh, like there's a lot of stuff i would like to talk about like tech wise and uh, culture wise not only related to aggressive skating so maybe for the next session let's go in more into the free skating like mm -hmm. side of things let's do let's talk about the world championships of slalom <laughs> that Man, would be an interest <laughs> let's leave it Please. up there let's leave it in the air don't yeah <laughs> okay so so for, for starters let's Let's talk about why you shouldn't mix the slalom with the free skating anymore, right? <laughs> so we can talk about this. Okay, that's, that's a good one. Let's let's do it. Maybe let's do it next Tuesday. Let's let's hope that I don't fall asleep. Yeah. Let's hope you don't fall asleep, and let's and thank you everyone. Thank you everyone for listening to this. This is obviously a very different type of content from what I do, but you know, we actually been having like on the one fifties like above 150 people listening to these things it's it's nothing like crazy but it's it is good it is something that i'm actually quite happy because we're super open to talk about whatever we want we're not restricted by anyone no one telling you you can't talk about this it's just we're just free to talk about whatever we want and i like that so i hope you enjoy it as much as i did you Kamel, and everyone at yeah. home listening to this so thank you thank you very very much for listening until now maybe if you enjoyed what you listened here if you want to listen to more and if you want more people to listen to this maybe make sure to rate us on if you're listening to us on on apple podcast make sure to rate us so that they will 
they will suggest whatever we do to more people and maybe share these on your social media so that more people can listen to us let's see if we get to the 200 we're still on the hundreds <laughs> that's it thank you very very much Kamil and good night